Uh-oh, it's another episode, y'all. For those Uh-oh. that don't <laughs> we're back at it again. It's Tuesday night, y'all, 5 p.m. It's your man Cat. And it's Quessy. And this is the Cat and Quessy show. We offer self-care, fitness, and finance advice, especially for people of color. Uh, this series is brought to you by Heal the Hood where we're actually going back into our inner city communities and educating, motivating, and inspiring those to live a better and healthier life. Amen. Amen. This series is, oh, this series is also brought to you by Alignment Agency, where we unite wealth and wellness. And today's episode is balance versus imbalance. And we actually have an amazing special guest speaker who's joining us today. I have this incredible intro. Kat, you want me to read it? Or are you going to yeah, take it? Go one? ahead, man. No, go ahead. Oh, you, man. Oh, you have a certain pedazz about you when you introduce people. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let me read this beautiful intro. And if you're watching this live with us, you can definitely see it. But this is Mrs. Kenya Aisa. Am I saying that correctly? You are saying it correctly, but we mostly say Asa. My husband Asa. says Asa, yes. Okay, Kenya Asa. And she is a holistic empowerment coach, a public speaker, a training facilitator, and a yoga teacher. She began working with women diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, AKA PTSD, and substance abuse issues in the late 1990s, which is when her study of holistic health Ayurveda. Oh my goodness. Help me with <laughs> Very that. good. Ayurveda. Bam. Come on. Nailed it. Nailed it. So Ayurveda and medicinal herbalism began. As a mental health professional, she has a particular interest in the connection of food and mood disorders in the Black community. Oh my goodness. We're going to talk about that one. Her 2018 book, Yes, She Is an Author. Her 2018 book, Sacred Girl, Spiritual Life Skills for Conscious Young Women, oh my goodness, was inspired by a spirituality group that she created for young women and translated into a college workshop series. Goodness gracious. Her most recent written work, The Sacred Art of Divine Fearlessness, was published in November 2019 as part of a book compilation, Coffee and Conversation, Warm Cups of Self-Care, a mm. book written by women for women. So with all that being said, if I can summarize it, Mrs. Kenya is an amazing, amazing, well-traveled woman. Very, very good with her words as well as her work. And I'm excited for y'all to meet her today. Kenya. Come on. Oh, my goodness. We back in Oakland, y'all. We had to do a sideshow for her real quick. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That, 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 uh that brought back so much <laughs> hearing that amen. intro out loud. <laughs> amen. Amen. So talk to us, Kenya, what brings you here today? What do the people need to hear for you today that just might change their life? Wow. Just put it on me. Um, so we are going to talk about balance versus imbalance in our oh, yeah. lives. And man, if 2020 hasn't taught us nothing at all, (laughs) it's that we really need to bring more balance into our lives and we really need to have 
strong senses of self and strong boundaries and a commitment to our own wellness, mental, physical, spiritual, um, people are always saying, God, 20, 2020 was a dumpster fire and all of these things, all yeah. true, all yeah. true. Um, but if there's one thing I can say is, is for me and for a lot of people that I know, it certainly brought a lot of things into perspective. And it certainly showed us um, where we lack as far as mm. balance goes in our lives. And that um, for some of us, it really needs to be um, enhanced, prioritized, and we need to learn how to be and feel more balanced in our lives. So mm. I'm excited about this conversation. Yeah, so make sure as the audience tunes in, make sure you're commenting because we want to get your feedback on balances within your life and the imbalances in your life. Because I know sometimes I can feel off, y'all. Like, I feel like I'm all over the place. Life feels like, you know, I can't get a hold of it sometimes. But then it's something, certain practices that I have to help balance me out personally that I've been practicing over the last couple of years. But my brother Quezzy doesn't believe there's balance in life. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, we, we, we had a little talk. We had a little talk off air and he was like, balance? Hold there up. is no balance. Hold up. I was like, <laughs> I'm okay. calling you out. I said, we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it to the air. Yeah, maybe you could elaborate better on what you what you meant, brother Quezzy. Absolutely. So we can get that conversation Absolutely. going. One thing I will say is it seems like most, if not all of us, are on a constant pursuit of balance or of this thing that we call balance, right? Yeah. And part of our show today is going to be dedicated towards finding out what exactly does that mean to have balance, right? Because it seems like all of us are pursuing it. But if we had to point it out, right, outside of a feeling that we have, what does it look like, right? And one thing that I learned from my mentors throughout life is anything worth having is going to imbalance your life, right? Mm. That's something that I found time and time again. I even think of the beauty of creating life, right? And a woman literally pushing a human being out of her body. If that's not imbalance for nine months, feeding two people inside of one body, I don't know what is, but look what's created as a result of that. And even once the child is born, right? The late nights that you're staying up, all the throw up that's on your body and on your favorite your favorite blouse. <laughs> blouse? Um, what blouse? What blouse? I was lucky no. to get into real clothes. Man. <laughs> She's like, you must not have you any mean kids. Like pajamas? <laughs> right. <laughs> other blouse. Other blouse. But just plainly speaking, right? I believe that anything worth having in life is going to imbalance your life. And that imbalance is intentional because when we do have balance, I feel like more often than not, human beings are wired to create some sort of imbalance, to create some sort of disruption, because it is part of what makes us feel alive, right? For the better or for the worse. Um, so it's not that I don't believe in balance. I just don't know what it looks like. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of us know what it looks like. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Right. So when a, when a client comes to you and they're looking for balance in their life, Ruby, like what are some of the conversations that you have with them? I love how you called me Ruby. Because I know you bounce, I know you bounce back and forth as everyone does. Yeah. For for people who don't know, that's my grandmother's name, so I love it. Mm. Um, uh, so, 
I I agree with both sides. So I I believe that yes, you can have balance, and I also agree with Quezzi that um, that there's a lot of imbalance, and some of that we need in order to move forward or in order to have goals. Because if we aren't feeling some sort of imbalance, imbalance, then why do we need to have goals? Because everything's mm, fine, yeah. you know. <clears throat> but um, and the truth of the matter is, is that we have to create balance, but it's mm. not gonna, it doesn't last from day to day to day to day. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a monk in the Himalayas. I don't care, even they have to meditate, right? So there has to be some tools in order to create that balance because it is not constant. You can have a day where you're feeling everything is right. You know, mm. we have those days where, <clears throat> like I had one of those days yesterday. I woke up early, never happens. I did a dance class online. I just, yesterday I was just killing the game, you know? And, but I know that that was yesterday and the day before was not like that. And so then the, the question and the goal is, what do we do to bring ourselves back into balance? And how much of a priority is that for us? Why do we feel like we need to be more balanced? What are the things that cause us problems if we're not more balanced mentally, physically, spiritually? <clears throat> and also, what does balance mean from person to person? Exactly. So if you are someone who feels like, um, for you, for me, balanced means grounded. And not always like all super own peaceful, but an ability to get myself peaceful. An ability, do you, need, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't always have to be living in that space of, you know, calm floating on clouds of wonderfulness. I but, have to be in a state of- Right, yeah. I am aware. Oh. Let me but throw something out there from my own personal experience. You have to get yourself there, yeah. Yeah, so- Okay. I know growing up, you know, um, I was taught or programmed that, you know, males have to be the provider, right? Go get it, feed the family, you know, and, you know, the, the woman, she can work where she can be at home with the kids, right? And uh, once I started being more of an entrepreneur, uh, I realized that that might have not been the truth, right? In, in the sense of I needed to to find balance within my household, right? Um, going out, working 10 to 12 hour days, you know, being away from the kids and the wife and the whole nine, I felt very imbalanced in my own personal lifestyle. And I was like, well, this is the whole reason I left corporate America to be able to be with my family and not miss out on certain moments. And now I'm finding myself going back to my old ways, <laughs> my old programming. Right. And I had to look at it as like, man, I want to be there for my wife to, you know, give her a break when she needs it away from the kids. And I want to be there for my kids just in general, because I know how it can be as a young man when you don't have a father present, you know what I'm saying? A lot of things can grab your attention. You can get pulled in a lot of different directions, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to find that that father work balance in my own personal life where I felt comfortable, 
right? Where I didn't feel like I was giving away too much of my time to my business, where I was going to look up and my, all my kids were going to be grown adults. And I'll be like, where did the time go? Right. right. So that in my own personal experience, I was like, okay, what am I willing to sacrifice? I can work three to four days and bust my butt and be away from the house, but another four days, three to four days, be at the house and be invested in being present with my kids and my family. So that was one of the things in my own personal journey. And it's other things that, that have gone on where I had to find that comfort and that balance within myself. Because once you start just going everywhere, you know, when you start putting things in the universe, you get pulled in a hundred different right. directions. Right. Right. You right. have to have some kind of direction within yourself that allows you to stay on the road that keeps you the happiest. And I feel like right. balance and happiness kind of coincide with each other. Mm. Well, you, it sounds like you, you, it does. And it sounds like you saw that there was a cost to yeah. imbalance yeah. and you In weren't willing. Advice. Right. And so we can be not willing to pay that price and still find ourselves in times of, of imbalance. Right. So even though you, experienced the cost of imbalance, you you had to make an intention, you had to set an intention. And that's one of the things that we talk about in yoga all the time <clears throat> is setting an intention because if you don't know what the problem is, if you can't put a name to the problem, then you can't address the problem. Mm. So you have to actively and consciously set that intention. What is it you are willing to do? What is it you're willing to change? And also um, having boundaries and being able to say no. You know, I always say you have the power of no is that you can put more energy into your yeses. Okay. Yeah. So the things that you feel like you do want to prioritize and we're all, and we are more than just worker bees. You know, we're more and the, this I mean, is, I'm not supposed to work country. 60 well, um, years until I die, Miss Kim. Right. Well, you I'm know, you know that I'm with you. During this you know process? that I'm with you on that. Mm -hmm. I retired. I retired three years ago for that that very reason. So I knew I'd be losing that steady paycheck, that uh, that cushy paycheck, that amazing health insurance. I knew I'd be losing all of that, and I would just be some broke chick out here just <laughs> trying well, to do it, my. Let's 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 talk about that. What yeah. is being broke? Oh, what we're programmed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're programmed to say, oh, if I don't have these material things in front right. of me, mm -hmm. that I'm not balanced. I'm not equal. Right. I'm not. Right. I'm not living the American dream. And I don't feel. I didn't feel like that personally. I'm yeah. not one of those people that I feel like I need to have. You know, <laughs> whatever <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, I I'm kind of a simple person, you know, I grow my own food, you know, I like to, um, you know, I, I want to move somewhere where I can have goats and chickens, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a simple girl, I'm a simple girl. <clears throat> All I need is a really good lipstick or 20 or 30 and, and some, and some ground to grow my food. But, go. but yeah, I mean, we are in America and we are in the Bay Area and it's expensive. You know, it's expensive to live here. It is no joke. And so there has to be, when we're talking about balance, there has to be reality, a reality mm -hmm. check on um, how much, like you were saying about corporate America, how much of yourself were you going to give to that? 
And then how much of yourself were you going to say, some of those things are not as important as I originally thought they were. There are things that are more important. And so now I have to figure out how to do both. And that's where the balance comes in. I have to figure Mm -hmm. out how to be that provider that you grew up believing you had to be. And also, how can you give that part of yourself that has nothing to do with money to your family Mm. that needs you? Because, you know, your kids want you there. Once you close, I was working 12, 14 hours a day. Yeah. at my job as a social worker with other people's children the right. irony yeah. you know and i loved that part of my job but there's that whole what what's happening with my child you exactly. know so you it's it's making choices saying no so we can say have better yeses you know absolutely absolutely <laughs> and one thing that I've found, and especially my entrepreneurial journey, is that the first few years are definitely the most difficult, right? In mm-hmm. terms of, especially coming from an employee background, right? And not really knowing how to run a business, not really knowing or understanding that some nights it's required for you to work past five o'clock, past six o'clock, past <laughs> nine o'clock, right? Yes. And those things, are it's, it's part of the journey, right? But also understanding that, have you ever heard of a man named Malcolm Gladwell? Malcolm have you ever Gladwell. heard that name? Man? So Not on the top of my head, if you no can refresh our memory. I got you. I got you. So he's an author, and he wrote this book called Outliers, right? And in the Outliers, he talks about what's called the 10,000-hour rule, right? The 10,000-hour yeah. rule. So basically, be an expert. Or, bam, yeah, right? I've right. Heard an expert in your field, right? Yeah. So 10,000 hours or 10 years, whichever comes first, right? Mm-hmm. And there's literally a way to turn those 10,000 hours into three to five years, right? Just mathematically speaking, because if you're working eight hour days, it's gonna take you 10 years. But if you compound 12 hour days for six days a week, then in three to five years, you'll have mastered that skill. Mm. And if the skill is going to allow you to become financially free, which is ultimately what we're all pursuing in some way, shape or form. We're all pursuing the ability to live a life without being concerned about the impact of money, right? The impact of do I have enough, right? Especially when it comes to spending more time with our family, spending more time with ourselves, taking our wives and husbands on better dates or just living a life that's not constricted by the need for money, right? And so the reason that I say this is because the work that I do is a lot bigger than just getting money. It's a lot bigger than that, right? It's showing people how to tap into an infinite resource that ultimately starts in our minds, right? It doesn't start externally. Abundance is an internal feeling that's reflected by our external circumstances. So I say all that just, oh, what's up? Talk to me. No, no, please. I want to hear what you're about to follow that up with. (laughs) So ultimately, I believe that the sometimes 16 hour days that I put like, for example, last night I was up working. I closed the laptop at nine o'clock, but I finished working at about 10 o'clock, right? Fortunately, my wife and I had some time to grab dinner way past my eating schedule. (laughs) But around 10 o'clock, I eventually got in the bed around one o'clock and I was up at 7 a.m. and my first appointment was at eight, right? So as an employee, that would be a terrible existence to have. Absolutely terrible. But as an entrepreneur, understanding 
that those hours of sleep that I missed out on and I converted into energy that's pushing my business and my dream forward and understanding I do this for enough days, enough weeks, enough months, enough years, I compound those efforts and everything I'm doing now is going to pay me for the rest of my life. So, so what happens when when your wife has the crying baby? Man, you're working those hours, you know what I'm Man. saying? And it's your yeah. it's your shift to yeah. to go to make the bottle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's a lot of different things that we got to talk about. It's easier said than done. You know what I'm saying? With a couple of kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and like I look at it, it I, man, I, I'm all I'm right there with you, Quezzy. Like, I want to create something where I can look forward and say, hey, I have this this uh, this platform, this machine mm -hmm. that provides me the resources, the financial resources, every, everything that I need as an entrepreneur to do any any kind of investments or whatever I want to do in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. But as you're saying that, right, mm -hmm. what with those sacrifices, you know what I'm saying? 12, 16 hour days, because I was moving up in corporate America, making yeah. those sacrifices, you know, yeah. I start entry level and work my way up in different companies. And, you know, and then I look and I was like, dang, my oldest son, he, he's going to middle school right wow. now. He's in high school. And I'm like, OK, I can put in those extra three to four hours. But what does that mean at the end of the day when my oldest son doesn't have his dad there to hang out with and they they want to do something right? Do I tell him that dad has to has to hang out on the computer and do something for the next three to four hours because it's business related or with clients or whatever the case may be? Just like a perfect example, perfect example today. Right. Today, I train a very minimal amount of clients on my Tuesdays. Right. I maybe have like one, two, maybe three clients, unlike my Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays where I have a full schedule. The yeah. reason being is because I know I need to spend time with my mom. We've talked on previous episodes about our relationship growing up with our moms and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And my mom, she worked 32 years at the post office, 33 yeah. years where she was working 10 to 12 hour yeah. days. Uh, five to six days a week, right? So she was there, but she wasn't there in the same sense, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to have that relationship with my kids where as adults, now we're just now developing relationships, right? Because now I feel like just today I had a conversation with my mom that I, I never had in my whole life. And it's been mm -hmm. 30 plus years, right? And it was a connection like, dang, me and my mom got a lot in common. But yeah having that time to be able to do that, I can, I can run up my schedule five days, six days a week and train, 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 work, work, work. But then I look up, my dad might not be here in a year or two, right? Mm -hmm. Because of his age, my mom's getting up in age. My kids are getting older. Like what balance do I want for myself at the mm -hmm. end of the day? Is it worth making those sacrifices and then losing those loved ones around me? Or do I say, okay, I can I can live off of this and I feel really good about it. This is this is exactly what I need. Right. Well, let me let me comment on that because one thing that I find that's so interesting about this conversation is you two gentlemen, you two kings are here and we're talking about balance and we're talking about family, and you two are talking about money. 
Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a conversation I have with my husband all the time too. We are conditioned in our culture to think of everything as coming back to money. And it re- and it's really true. And so that is exactly why we are we overdo it in so many aspects of our lives. We train our children to overdo it. We have kids in this lesson, that lesson, schooling, you know, violin classes, blah, 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 all of the things so that we can train them to work hard you know, so that, so that by the time they get into the workforce or even into college, they are already trained to work like dogs, you know, and, and I was no different. I would go straight from school across the street to tap class, ballet class, trampoline class, Mm. track, basketball. I did, I did all the things. I could not be have been worse a basketball player. I'm a horrible basketball player. I played basketball for nine years. Okay. <laughs> and and so and so what we're doing, there's a there's even a book called The Overscheduled Child. Okay. There is a book called The Overscheduled Child because that is what we do. We were that was done to us. We're trained to be in the workforce because we're told if you don't do this you're gonna starve to death or you won't be able to support your family. Quizzy, let me ask you a question. As a black yeah. man, do you feel like you have to work twice as hard to <laughs> succeed in life? That's a great question. You know, in in the past, absolutely, right? Yeah. And before I discovered what it means to be an entrepreneur and to travel this journey, I was in that mindset of, I have to work twice as hard to get half as much. And yeah. that's absolutely the case when somebody is standing over your shoulder saying, you don't talk white enough, right? Mm-hmm. Your wife isn't pretty enough. Your suits mm-hmm. aren't nice enough, right? When somebody else has control over my life, then that absolutely applies to my circumstances. But when I can take the reins over my own, so, and this is, so I, I wanna touch on this because <laughs> I, I grew up in a middle-class household, right? Mm-hmm. In every sense of the word, I didn't grow up around drugs. I didn't grow up around prostitution. I didn't grow up around, you know, domestic violence, just all the crap that plagues a lot of our community out here in what we call the real world, right? I was very sheltered. But one thing I found is that even though we had what seemed like enough money, it wasn't enough to protect our family when my stepdad got laid off on his day off, right? It it wasn't enough. He worked hard as hell, right? When you talk about working like a dog, I got my work ethic in a majority of ways from him. Right. So I've seen what it looks like to give your all to something. I've also seen what it looks like to get nothing in return. And one thing I've found in it, like I I want to be very, uh, very intentional, especially with our listeners of separating the conversation we're having, because it's one thing to work for somebody else for your entire life. Right. Because that's designed for you to keep going back to that. It's like a, a morphine drip. Right. Yep. And it's like the only way you get that drip is by clocking in. Right. That's the only way you get that drip. As soon as you clock out, you don't get that drip and then you're starving. Right. That's how it's designed. Right. They make you addicted to that paycheck every two weeks when in reality you're earning way less than you make the company. Yeah. Way less. It's like a tenth. If that they're paying you. It's that. 
of what they actually make from what you produce. Right. As opposed to being an entrepreneur, where you take on 100% of the responsibility and you take on a much larger portion. So it's not, I, I just want to be clear, I'm not just talking about money, I'm talking about freedom. And I'm talking right. about freedom oh, sure. in a, a capitalistic society where the people right. on this screen weren't brought here to be entrepreneurs. We weren't even brought here to be employees. We were brought here to be slaves, right? Like the, the, everything outside of that, we literally created, right? Through working hard as hell. But I right. will say, in a lot of ways, I feel like we're digging ourselves out of a hole, right? We're digging ourselves. And I'm so grateful that there have been a lot of leaders, right? Like the Martin Luther Kings and the Fannie Lou Hamers and the Malcolm X's and even Barack and Michelle and Oprah, however you feel about them, they've all served a purpose in helping us to advance as a people, as a culture, as a race. But at the same time, we're not there yet, right? And I don't want to rest on my laurels pretending because I'm still running from dogs. I'm still wading in the water. I'm still trying to get free. So this idea of balance, it just, it has a very different connotation to me because mm -hmm. My, I was born into imbalance. And yes, I'm seeking balance, but I understand that what I'm doing now, I have the opportunity to guarantee at the very least, at the very least, yeah. my kids and my grandkids and my great grandkids would never have to worry about working for money. At the very mm -hmm. least. I might not be able to give them balance or peace or the ability to meditate or even find themselves, but I can guarantee you'll never have to spend 30 years of your life working for somebody who will replace you in an instant. Right. right. So, I want balance, but I also want freedom. And I want to find a way right. to have both. Right. And it's how we define freedom, too, because financial freedom, that is something that seems elusive. To, and, and, and we've been trained like that. We've been trained like that. I remember six years ago or so when I was it six years ago. Yeah, because uh, I was on a family vacation. And I was sitting in Puerto Rico um, with my mom and my aunt. And I was saying, I think I need to get out of this job mm -hmm. because at my job, people were like literally dying from stress. And when I say literally dying, I mean falling on the floor at their desk, <laughs> you know, in the office. Very, mm -hmm. very stressful job. And I told my mom and my aunt, I, I need to find a way to, to get out of this before I'm one of those people. Mm -hmm. And you should have seen the looks on their faces because like Kat was saying, he was trained that as a man, you do this, you do that and the other in mm -hmm. order to take care of your family so that your wife can take care of the kids, whatever. In my family, I was taught that the woman has to make sure that she's bringing in a paycheck because you cannot rely on a man to 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 bring home anything. Uh oh. You know. Yeah. So uh -oh. so I was raised like that. I went to an all women's college where that was also kind of um, it fostered, you know, into me. And so I've always been able to support myself and all these other things. Even though I'm married, I've been married for a long time. But it was always in my mind, you never know what life is going to give you. You never, you cannot rely 
on somebody being there to mm-hmm. pick up the pieces, you know, and just five years ago or so, my best friend found that out when her husband passed away suddenly at the age of 44, mm. suddenly stood up, felt, you know, and so then what, who have you got, you know? And so, and so there, but we die of stress in this country too. And so that balance has to be how much are you willing to give? Mm. You know, how much, and then when the kids come along, like Kat was saying, that's a whole different world oh, of stuff. Beast. Mm-hmm. A whole different thing. I said so many things, y'all, before I had my child as 11. Mm-hmm. Before I had my child, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And blah, blah. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many things went straight out the window because we have to make choices. We have yeah. to prioritize certain things and that can lead to imbalance. And I can mm-hmm. I read this question? Ms. Trevina Catley <laughs> says, what is freedom to you, Kenya? And thank you, honey. That's a beautiful question. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it is just being able to breathe and, and, and I don't need a whole bunch of money. Money's great. I love money. I really do. Um, but Freedom for me really is, and we're teaching my child this too, how to be self-sufficient, how to grow your own food. That is so important to me, you guys. It seems like such a little thing, but when, especially with this pandemic, knowing that I can go out front and pick my food instead of having to go to the store and teach my child how to do that too, because we don't know where we're going to end up. We don't know what this, especially with the this past administration, I didn't know what was going to happen here, but being able to feed yourself, it's Mm -hmm. so basic, you know, it's so basic, but that I just need that base knowing, knowing how to feed myself and feed my family and feed my community. We have people in the neighborhood that come by asking for stuff out of the yard. So just doing stuff like that, that Mm -hmm. means I'm not, a, a slave to somebody else providing me with the basic necessity of food. So let me chime in real quick. Yeah. So if we all had a house that was paid for, we had a piece of land where we were growing our own food and everything, and that was taken care of, right? How much of a push would we still be looking to to get that money, right? And how uh, much time would we be investing in our family and, and other things that we love to do? That's an amazing We're question. <laughs> huh? You know what I'm saying? If we had a house, if we had a house that was taken care of, they have yeah. to worry about buying a house, any of that, at a yeah. little piece of land where we have food that was readily available for us. How much of what we're talking about now, going to go get it and all that? I'm not saying not go get it. Sure. Yeah. I'm saying how much stress would we put on that? You yeah. Because I know. Yeah. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Go no, ahead. I, I would love to. Like, this is such an important conversation because you're absolutely right. Like we came into this conversation talking about balance and I don't think it was through any forceful means. It came back to money, right? Yeah. And money or, or a lack thereof, right? Yeah. And I feel like this is such an important conversation. Kat, that's an amazing question, right? Because it's really a matter of what are we ultimately pursuing, right? Yeah. Because my ultimate pursuit is not financial freedom. 
that's not that's a pursuit and it's going to open up a much larger window for me to look at the world through right yeah. that's what i'm most excited about but i understand coming from a background of community activism coming from a background of service coming from a background of being the oldest sibling right mm. i understand that freedom for one is not freedom for all and mm -hmm. i also understand that capitalism as a structure the employee system as a structure the prison industrial complex as a structure are all oppressive forces on my community and people who look like me. And I understand that a major, major reason, Tupac said all the time, I ain't never did a crime I ain't have to do. Mm -hmm. I ain't never did a crime I have to do. What creates a system, what creates a nation, what creates a culture that is dependent on crime to survive? And who defines what a crime is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I, I, like, so I love that. Yeah. But that's part of it. That's part like it. Money is just a tool. Right. And I, I want people like if you're listening to this, really understand what that means. Money is not everything, but it's pretty damn important. It's up there with freaking oxygen. Right. Even I live out here in East Oakland and I look outside and I see people committing domestic violence in public, like in, in, in broad daylight. Right. With no shame. I see people doped up on Lord knows what walking up and down my block. And I don't even live in the bad part of East Oakland. That's the crazy part, right? But I understand this is a direct result of people's circumstances. And I'm not saying all those circumstances are finance-based, because if I put a million dollars in that lap right now, they might go and buy some more dope. They trick it off. A gold inlaid floor. <laughs> right, right. They might, but at the same yeah. time, they might be able to put themselves in a better position other than the one that they're stuck in due to a lack, right? And I, I love what Tanya just said, right? Money gives you, and that's, for me, that's what it's all about. And Kat, yeah. to, just to close, to answer your question, I have a house that's paid off. I have land. I'm able to feed my family. What about my neighbor, mm. right? What right. about my community? What about my culture? What about the entire continent of Africa, right? Yeah. So I'm... I'm not just in pursuit of gain for self, even though right. I know in order to change the world, I have to change myself. If I want the world to have choices, whether that comes through financial freedom or other means, I got to get financially free. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I hope that's the question. Amen. <laughs> so you brought up a great point, though, because it's certain people out there that if, like you said, if you gave them a million dollars, Mm -hmm. They trick it off just as fast as they got it. Yeah. And plenty of people have. <laughs> all the you know time. what I'm saying? It happens all yeah. the time. Yeah, people, yeah. what's that, uh, the lottery curse? Like 95% yeah. of the people that win the lotto, like right. 100 million, whatever it might be, within yeah. a couple years, all gone. <laughs> all gone. Like, we can't even fathom, if we had that, we can't even fathom how we would trick off that much money that fast. Right. right. And they might but have said have the same thing. Mindset, huh? They might have yeah. said the same thing. Yeah, they could have. They could have yeah. said mm -hmm. the exact same thing. Oh, if mm -hmm. I hit the big lotto, I'm $100 million, I'd never go broke, right? Yeah. But then you have a poor mindset. You have a poor education around finances as well. You know what I'm saying? You grew up with only a certain amount of knowledge on that. And that comes with balance as well. Because, you know, if we've been programmed and raised to only think we're supposed to reach a certain level of success, right? Whatever that may mean to you, right? Because, you know, we all look at success in, in different kind of ways. But 
why with that cap, whatever that may, may be for you, it's like, man, why try hard? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Why put in that effort? Mm-hmm. Like some people can't even fathom being an entrepreneur. Like that doesn't yeah. even that doesn't yeah. even make sense to them. Like what? Right. No, yeah. I can't. I, I wasn't I, raised I, to I, believe in entrepreneur entrepreneurship. Exactly. I was the first thing I can't. I can't even. Not. I can't even fathom that. Right. So, right. So. Right. As you're doing your work and I'm doing my work in the community, and we are all doing yeah. our own all work. Of us. Yeah. It, it's it's meeting people where they're at to help mm-hmm. them find balance in their own personal journey. That's mm-hmm. that's what I've learned for myself because I'm not gonna sit here and act like I have all the answers to to life or any mm-hmm. aspects of life, right? Because we're all still figuring out as we go, right? But I can I can have a conversation with somebody and find out what really what where your heart is at. I'll I'll put it that way. Where is your heart at? Right. If we're having a conversation and every couple minutes you're talking about family, you're talking about this. I I know that's very important to you. Right. So then we can start asking bigger questions on how to spend more time, how to get that availability, all those kind of things. What sacrifices are you willing to make to get to that that point, right? But then, mm-hmm. if other people, one can be money driven, mm-hmm. one can be whatever the case may be. It's mm-hmm. it's looking at it at the end of the day. It's like, well, if that gives you a peace of mind, if that fulfills you as a person, if that's what gets you up and going and makes you happy every day, I can't knock you for your or your hustle or whatever you do. Right. Mm-hmm. There's nothing yeah. wrong with being driven. There's no. nothing wrong with being driven. There's nothing wrong with wanting to provide for not just your family, but for all of your descendants. There's there, that's a beautiful goal. Mm-hmm. The question then becomes, um, what are you willing to shake loose as far as the balance goes, d- driving yourself for 15, 16 hours a day? What are you willing to um, do in order to listen to yourself, to listen to your body? When I say like mind, body, spirit balance. Mm. Um, for me, stress means hair, hair loss. Mm. You know, like, and cat cat knows this, we've had this conversation before, where if I was getting too stressed out at my job, making the good paycheck, you know, doing what I needed to do, Um, And then here comes the bald spot. Mm. So then I found myself creating all of these self-care strategies, which is what I do now. Like, which is why I do that now. Can you give some self-care strategies to our viewers right now? I know we've been all over the place with with balance and everything. And that's why I want to not only, you know, give our real stories of what we're experiencing with balances and imbalances, but giving some solutions to people to, to go out there and implement in their own personal life as well. Yes, okay, and so, Ruby, yes. before you continue, before you yeah. talk, I just want to invite everybody as she's sharing this, first and foremost, write it down, right? Give yeah. respect. This woman is an author. She's an expert. Mm-hmm. She has degrees to do this work. Give respect by taking notes. But also, the last few minutes of the show, we're going to dedicate to some Q&A. Thank you for those of y'all who have been posting already. But please, post any question that you have in the chat. We might not get to all of them. But please, if you have any questions about anything we've discussed, Put it in the chat. And don't forget to hear that. hit that share button as well, y'all, because we want to get this information out to as many people as possible because we're all going through it in life. And this is what our, our podcast is all about, is sharing 
our experiences, our growth and uh, educating and motivating others as we do it as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and, and share some, sure. some tips yeah. with us, so, Ms. Kenya. <laughs> so what I found is that all of the education in the world, all of the mentoring in the world did not prepare me for the personal experience of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and all of the problems that led to me having hair loss and, and all, these, all of these things. So there was no amount of education that was gonna that was gonna help that. So I had to realize, A, there is a problem. <laughs> the problem is stress. The problem is not expressing yourself, it keeping everything bottled in. You know, and I know a lot of black women do this. I'm just one of the many where in order to keep things moving, we suppress and push down all of the things that we ourselves are experiencing, right? And so I was no different and I realized that something had to change. And so I started the, my first self-care strategy client was myself. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I started doing, I put together a whole plan for myself of making myself do things that I normally would not do and really didn't want to do, forcing myself. And for me, yes, vanity was part of it. Is this the kind of face that needs to be bald? I don't think so. So as the hair loss was starting, I was like, oh, this might work if I had cheekbones, but no, I, I don't have that. So I need to get it together. I need to wrap myself up in some wellness strategies. Bubble baths at night, reading, going on long walks in my neighborhood, walking. I was living in Oakland at the time, um, walking, thinking about what brought me joy. So when I was even writing my book years later, um, when I was looking at even the word spiritual, right? And what spiritual stands for, um, you know, just like what brings you peace? What brings you joy? And asking myself those questions, what was it that used to bring me joy and happiness and things like that looking back to my younger days and i don't think we ask ourselves grabbing, that question enough though absolutely not so for me it was dancing and you know i just even just recently i started doing ballet again in my house and all this other stuff because i used to be a ballet dancer and so yes could i fall and break a hip at this point maybe but is it worth the risk yes because that is what brings me back to myself and when we become wives and moms and even dads and 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 workers or whatever we're doing in our lives we start to drift away from our original self we start to drift away from the person that used to write poems or write stories or dance or do music or all of those anything that is you we start to drift away from those things because we've got things to do. We've got responsibilities. We've got people to support, you know, and then we get put on the back burner and, and then we start wondering, wow, why am I getting sick? Why is my hair falling out? Why do I have stomach problems? Why do I have IBS? All of these, why do I have fibromyalgia? All of mm -hmm. these things that have come up over the past, you know, 
couple of decades, um, it's your body trying to tell you something. So we're, we're, we're being taught not to be able to self-reflect, right? To put ourselves first and understand. Well, it's not important. I, it's yeah. not important. Yeah. To sacrifice yourself. Is, absolutely. Sacrifice yourself. And I got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So I did have to have boundaries and I did have to prioritize saying no so that so give I our, could, give our yeah. viewers some tips on how to create yeah. those boundaries. So it's really hard because mm -hmm. other people in your life, your boss, <laughs> your partner, your kids, your mama, they're not interested in your boundaries. You know, some of your friends, they want you there for them. And if you have already previously created a culture in your relationships where you are available, you know, because you want to be a good friend, you want to be a good son, a good daughter and all of those other things, you have created this situation where you're invaluable. And so that also feels good. You know, it feels good when people love us and need us and stuff like that. But then if you get to a point where you're falling on your face because you haven't given yourself enough self-care, who's there to pick you up? Mm. You know, we have to be able to pick ourselves up. And that's one of the things that started me with yoga and meditation, because the, that was another thing that I added to my self-care strategies back when I realized I had hair loss is mm. what else can I do? So I started doing mindfulness practices. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know anything about yoga, you know, whatever. But I started doing those things because I had to do something or else I'm, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. I, you don't know what's going to happen inside your body. You may feel normal or you may feel like I'm just feeling a little under the weather, mm -hmm. you know, and that can really be a symptom of a greater problem in your body, you know, and that just, that just is, it's a snowball effect. It just gets worse. The older we get, it just gets, <laughs> we will just get sicker, you know? Mm. And so, and so the biggest thing is prioritizing your own mental and spiritual health because your physical health will follow. Yeah. You know, uh, cancer your physical health will follow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cancers and different things can develop over having so much stress in your life each oh, and every God. day. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And I could see I could I could see that in my future if I didn't make if I didn't make changes. I could absolutely see that in my future. Just yeah. the stress and the tight chest. What is that? What does that mean for my body? What does that mean on a cellular level? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a doctor, but I suspected it was not good news. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. that's the thing having to say no. Oh, can you do this today? Can you help me with this? No. Mm -hmm. No is a whole sentence. Okay. You know, I need to do, instead of helping you do A, B, C, and D, I'm going to go take a bubble bath with a glass of wine and a romance novel. Mm. You know, something like that. And leave me alone. Don't call me. Don't knock on my door. Don't, don't bother me. Pretend like, forget my name. Forget my name until I reach out to you, <laughs> you know, because we have to have downtime because we have so much uptime in our society. We have so much uptime. And with cell phones and all that other stuff, we are always on our phone. And I am no different. We're always on our phone. I'm always looking at my phone for business stuff and 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 speaking opportunities and all things, you know, talking on things like this with you guys. 
it's it's a whole thing that didn't exist 75, 100 years ago, uh. you know? And so we have to prioritize. Our bodies don't know. Our bodies do not know what's going on, mm. you know? Um, but the, it, but our bodies will pay that price if we don't get it together. Yeah, I talk to clients all the time because, you know, getting getting sleep at night, getting that balance of rest, you know, and so many people, like you just said, will be on their phones for hours and hours and get lost at night, right? And one of the things that I tell them is like, hey, you have to have a set time. You have to create a boundary where you turn off all your devices, right? Yeah. Turn off all the devices, quiet time, read a book, journal, whatever the case may be to start winding down. Right. Because if not, you're just feeling fuel to that, right? Absolutely. You can sit here and be in two, three in the morning. It's like, oh shoot, I didn't realize it was that late. How many mm-hmm. of us has been, been up two, three in the morning, looking up stuff, watching videos, whatever, researching, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, got, I lost track of time, right? Right, right. Because but, our brains aren't getting the, uh, aren't getting the, the rest. And mm-hmm. then journaling, that was another thing that I did during that time. Journaling was huge. It's a huge, because then you really have to stop. You know, you have to stop. Because you have to, if you're going to be writing down and stuff like that, you can't do that while scrolling on your phone and all of those other things because your brain has got to be able to rest. Absolutely. Tia Covington says it's addicting. It yeah. is so ridiculously addicting. And I do it. Sometimes I'll be sitting there allegedly watching television mm-hmm. and scrolling on my phone and my husband will be like, put your phone down. Yeah. You know, because it, it is. It's hard to... It's hard to shut off, and that is that is not natural. It messes with our the rhythm, the natural rhythms of our body, yeah. and the and that whole blue light thing on the phone. I mean, it's it's too much. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I really uh, I encourage you if you're listening to this right now, rewind those last five or six minutes. Right, mm-hmm. like there were there were some key points that were mentioned that a lot of us, especially during coronavirus, especially during quarantine, when I can't tell you how many times I've heard from people where there's nothing to do. There's everything to do. There's everything to do because before our number one complaint was, I don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. Now you have all the time in the world. (laughs) There's nothing to do. (laughs) People who want an excuse are gonna find an excuse with people who wanna win, people who wanna find a way, even when it comes to self-care, right? I would say that I'm, I mean, it depends how you look at it. I feel like I'm blessed because I'm much more willing to work hard than rest hard, right? Like my wife has to remind me to sleep. My wife has to remind me to take time off. But if I had to choose, I would definitely choose that one, right? And besides the point, so I really love what this discussion has been. We're actually coming to a close right now. Thank you so much, everybody that's posted in the chat. Thank you for asking your questions. But I do have a question for you, Miss Kenya. Ruby Envy Kenya. I really like Ruby. You look like a Ruby. You shot like Thank you. Man, I wish I looked like my grandmother, let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> That's where the envy part comes from. <laughs> I, believe, I believe. But while you've been on your journey, and it sounds fairly recent, right? What is time? But while you've been no, on your, 20 years. 20 years? Yeah, 20 okay. years. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. But what have you been the most proud of accomplishing these last Ooh. 20 years? during your journey? Oh gosh, that is an incredibly easy question to answer. 
actually. What I'm most proud of is learning to say no to things that don't serve me. Mm. Yeah. Learning to say no. How did you figure out what didn't serve you? Next Mm. question. Um, I figured it out through, um, my stress level, um, just my emotional emotion, just the way that I was, um, my body was kind of manifesting my emotions, just, uh, just a feeling of everything not being, you, you know, you, it, it's a, it's a big ask to, the, to say, I want everything to be right, or I want everything to be balanced. That's a lot to ask for, but even not having the ability to quiet my mind in a way that I later learned how to do. And that to me was everything. I mean, it completely changed my life. And so um, learning how to say no and, and being okay with other people's disappointment. You know, if, if can't you're not everybody. doing, you absolutely can't, I don't even want to try. I want to, I, I have one do. life to live. Oh, absolutely. We want to make I everybody mean, happy. Sure. Absolutely. And it's, and, and you can try that, but it's, it's not, it's not healthy. It may be possible. <laughs> I don't know. I'm but, never going to know because I'm never going to try that again. Um, yeah. You know, but I think you have to become yourself. so many different, different people trying to satisfy everybody. Right. You have to be your true self, like you were saying earlier, and find those that love you for who you are, your authentic self. Live your authentic life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, as we. Yes. Yes. Mr. DJ Patterson said approval addiction. (laughs) Yes. That's a good one. That's really as a matter of fact, that's going to. That's gonna have to be a topic of a future episode, maybe part two of our conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, Um, yes. I'd like to ask you this question in closing. Where can the people find you and how can we support your mission and your journey and mm. what you to do for the people? Oh, thank you so much. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ruby Envy, on Facebook, Ruby Envy. I'm on uh, LinkedIn under Kenya, Asa, MS. Um, and uh, those are the those are the best places to get a hold of me, and uh, yeah, you can support my journey just by like if if anybody needs a speaker. My books are all on. And now I'm on to my third book, you guys. Um, uh, I wrote. Thank you. I wrote another piece for Coffee and Conversations. Um, this is the next volume, volume five, and that'll be on Amazon very soon. It might already be on Amazon, but I've got, I'm having people buy the book for me to donate to my best friend's favorite cancer organization because she passed of cancer in April. Wow. And so, um, and so I wrote a story about her and it's in the latest compilation and I can't wait to share that. Mm-hmm. Website, everything. Did you throw your yeah, website out there? I did. I, I, my website is rubyenvywellness.com, but it's not up yet because I've got a beautiful, wonderful woman designing it for me and my newest, my newest iteration. So Perfect. soon. soon, soon. They, they can find you on social media, right? So Ruby Envy. On yeah, Instagram. Ruby Envy on all of it. All right. of it, even Twitter. <laughs> Ruby Envy. <laughs> Ruby Envy. I love that symmetry. Yeah. Uh, but if there's nothing else, then... This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you again, everybody that tuned in. 
do us a favor, tell a friend. We're going to make this available on Actually, I'll let Kat touch on that. But no, this tell them where they can find you too, brother, before we, before we hop off. <laughs> Let's do it. So my name is Questy, Questy Dreams. You can find me across social media at Questy Dreams. That's K-W-E-S-I dot dreams on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Alignment Agency. That's the official page for the movement. You can find me in Oakland. You can find me around the world. Just say Questy and I'll pop up ready to work. But that being said, where can they find you, Brother Cat? Yeah, so you can find me at on IG at CatFitness3, Facebook CatFitness, YouTube CatFitness, and the website is www.catfitnesswellnesscenter.com. Um, also, make sure you follow our Heal the Hood page, y'all, because this is where we're going back into the community, helping educate, motivate, and inspire those on their health journey, y'all, wherever you may be at. So on on uh, Facebook, it's Heal the Hood. On Instagram, it's Heal the Hood Podcast. And you can re-listen to this uh, broadcasting on Spotify at Heal the Hood Podcast as well. So make sure you tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. We go live from our Facebook page and we can answer your direct questions each and every week. We want you guys to, this is a very interactive show, so we want you to participate as much as possible. And we want to get opinions on future topics, you know, so we can find other guest speakers to come on and we have these conversations together because me, whether you know it or not, me and Quezzy and whoever we have on here are going through our healing process as well. So we just want to allow you to join us on our, our healing process and be able to share your experience as well. And we can all heal together. Okay. There it is. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Um, it was a wonderful time. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, Miss Kenya. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and sharing all the great information that you did with our viewers. Um, we will have you on here sooner than later. We need to have you for a part two. If you, oh, yeah, if you want Kenya to come back for a part two, hit that like and love button yes. um, down at the bottom. Also, hit the, don't forget to hit that share button. We want to get this to as many viewers out there as possible, y'all. Um, if you're watching from our YouTube channel, make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment, the whole nine, okay? Oh, and we will see you next week, all right? Next Peace, y'all. Next Tuesday, Facebook Live, 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. We'll see you right here. All right. Have a good night, y'all. Peace out. Peace.